Sheila Seppi is a healer, a speaker, a workshop facilitator, teacher, author, and a walk-in. We interviewed Sheila last year and she told us her amazing story and it's one of the most fascinating interviews I've done. And for some reason, it not only resonated with me, but with most of our audience and Sheila's joining us again. Hi, Sheila, how are you? I am great, how are you? Great, good to catch up with you again. Yes. We had a ton of feedback after your interview on walk-in souls. It was something that most people hadn't heard of before. Uh, you explained it beautifully, but I thought just to kick this interview off, uh, let's talk about them again and just explain what a walk-in soul is. Sure. So walk-in soul is a soul that agrees to exchange places with another soul. End of story. And what happens is there's usually a birth plan that's put into place or there is like an instantaneous agreement, like in my case, that occurs because the soul of this body was weary. The body itself was sick, um, very unhealthy state on all levels. And so this soul was getting ready to leave. And um, I kind of laugh and say free body, you know, mm -hmm. and so. Um, I agreed that this would be the aspect because I was in a collective. And so this is the aspect that came in. But when you talk about regular walk-in souls, they typically happen as a result of like trauma, whether it's physical or extremely emotional. They also, um, it can happen during an operation, can happen during an accident. And so a lot of times different people, for whatever reason, will embody a walk-in soul and they can do that on a variety of ways so the first would be like what i am as a soul exchange one soul out another soul in the next type would be called a soul infusion and i want to come back to that because i think there's a lot of that happening on a different level right now on the planet but per the walk-in a portion of that soul leaves more of that same soul's higher self, higher essence from its oversoul, or as my guides told me, the Shantias Khan comes into the body. Mm -hmm. Then we have what's called an overlay. And an overlay, if this is the soul, you have another soul that comes in and it kind of enshrouds the original soul like a neoprene suit. And it can serve several different purposes. One thing can be to help heal the soul. Uh, like in my case, I could have had an overlay soul, but the other soul decided to leave because its contract was up and it was ready to, to move on. But um, what will happen is the overlay can serve as a battery charger to allow healing to take place or whatever needs to occur. It can also serve as a placeholder as the other soul goes off and does whatever it needs and then comes back. And the other thing that can happen is they, the two souls would become one and merge into one soul, yeah. which is easy because it comes from the same oversoul or Shantias Khan. The next type would be a braided soul. And just like a braid that you see, uh, only this type of soul does not attach to the physical body. And it only, and it's actually, it remains separate from the uh, natal soul, but the two of them are entwined. And so there's always an awareness of one of each other. Then the next kind is like a jumper. 
And that's one soul that comes in, stays for a short time and leaves. And sometimes people will experience more than one jumper over their lifetime. And then the Another one that I find extremely fascinating is called a soul. Uh, it's the multidimensional soul uh, layering. And that is when you have multiple aspects of your soul that comes in all at one time. And they act in multiple personality to me, but it is not. It actually is not a mental health condition it's actually a soul condition and when I'm talking about different aspects that would come forward let's say um, like with the Arcturians in my aspect when I incarnated I brought more of that Arcturian energy in mm -hmm. than any of the other aspects of myself and so that's kind of like a no-nonsense let's get it done they're very scientifically based they operate from a sense of logic yet they're also very compassionate very healing etc and then you could have someone like a palladian aspect that when that would come forward they're very spiritually minded etc etc and so if you have multiple aspects from different planets then you're going to have a whole variety of experiences here right. and so that was one that i found to be you know extremely extremely um fascinating and then of course we have the kundalini awakening and the spiritual awakening which are also types of soul experiences but with those that's typically when people have been on a spiritual path and they've really done their work and then they'll have a kundalini experience which will cause an awakening and a lot of times when an awakening occurs it's very similar to what a soul exchange walk-in would experience because all of a sudden there's a new personality you know everything seems to be fresh and new and you know i could just go on down the list but then there's the other one that i want to mention again and that's the higher self infusion now when you have a walk-in soul infusion a portion of the uh, um, natal soul stays but the other portion leaves and more comes in but when you have a higher self infusion your natal soul stays intact but this could come about through requesting additional information requesting additional knowledge you can't really ask for a walk-in because that is kind of like a pre-ordained type of an right. event that's going to occur but you can ask for more of your higher self soul infusion to happen and i think more and more people on the planet are experiencing this and that's how people are waking up so quickly now does the the body itself physically undergo any changes while while a, while the walk or the walk in exchange is happening well, I know in my case, I remember when the exchange occurred and I sat bolt right up in bed and it was like lightning ran through my body. A lot of times people who have um, walk-in experiences will just say that they woke up feeling different or they came out of the operation uh then they were never the same or after their automobile accident everything shifted in their life and they don't really remember that pivotal moment mm. so say near-death experiences for example we we, mm -hmm. we hear how how you know their their soul leaves the body and and then 
they come back. So is is that a, is that an opportunity for walk-in exchanges to take place? Typically not. When you have, I mean, it can, it can if there is, um, if that body actually expires. Like in my case, I was a very sick person, and I really think that I probably you know, dropped my robe or, or died in my sleep. And then the walk-in came in and it was just that quick. But um, when a soul incarnates, it will physically attach to the being the, that it's inhabiting with a silver cord. And right. during near-death experiences, that silver cord is a long cord and so yep. it remains attached as long as that physical body is alive and even during those periods that short period of death a lot of times that cord still remains attached but the soul is out gathering information or it's deciding whether it wants to come back in or not. But typically during a near-death experience, it's the same soul. However, it walk-ins can happen during near-death experiences. It just mm -hmm. depends on what you know contract they had. Okay. Do souls have family members or are they complete individuals? Well, souls are complete individuals, but when I say individuals, they're still part of the whole. They, they, everything comes from source energy, and we are, I used to say it's a fractalized aspect, but it's really an extension of. So if, if source is here, and then, you know, you, there's a whole teaching that goes along with that, but um there it still remains part of source and so it would be considered an individual soul however when souls resonate at very very similar frequencies then those souls come together and they travel together and when a soul fractalizes or comes forth from source a lot of times they come together as a group and that particular group could be called a soul family and then as that soul family has a particular resonance it attracts other soul families that has that resonance and they end up coming together and then you may have multiple families that travel together and that's where a lot of people um, get the idea about um, soulmates because right. a soulmate is not necessarily a loved you know your whatever your end all to be all but a soulmate can actually be someone from your soul family or your soul group that you have a very strong resonance and a strong connection with and then the twin flame is when you actually have your soul itself multiple aspects will come in and incarnate but it is the same soul and, you know, people think of it as soul splitting, and it can be that as an individual aspect comes in, as it has left the Shantias Khan or the higher, your um, higher oversoul, that as it comes in, then it splits and it goes one's masculine and one's feminine. The one part of the, the last interview we did when we, we spoke about the walk-ins that I just can't forget, and it, it's, it's just imprinted in my mind, was when you said that... Uh, that there was a ship waiting for the previous soul, the soul that had left your body. And that absolutely yes. blew me away because suddenly I'm realizing that uh, 
maybe maybe as souls where um, we could be seen as as just being another race w would that be accurate kind of <laughs> yep. it's kind of accurate what um, let me just give you a real quick teaching that my guides have given to me. So everything starts with source. And just like our body has that etheric template, which holds all of the blueprints and all of the creation matrices and all of our crystalline grids for the physical incarnation of this body, source also has something similar to that that we call the void. And within that void, that's where we end up having, like, uh, you've also got collective consciousness and you've um, got councils then that begin to form that oversee different functions of different dimensions and different frequencies within everything. But what happens is within that void, you have what's called creation templates. Okay, right. and everything that has ever been created all comes from source and comes from a variety of creation templates. And so within those creation templates, there's one for oversouls. And within when so when that oversoul breaks out, depending on which universe you're going, because all the different universes have their own laws that govern them, you have um First, you have like your master oversoul, and that master oversoul is the one that's going to serve as the guardian of all of the oversouls that's going to be within that universe. And then that universal oversoul helps to kind of oversee what's happening within a particular galaxy or cosmos. And then you come down and you still, you've got a planetary oversoul. And then surrounding the planetary oversoul, you have different, what I call experiential learning oversouls that your Shantius Khan or your individual oversouls located in because you may have come to this planet to learn compassion or you may some people come I really believe to understand embody spirituality but not have like any experiences of that and so it may be something like you know what's it like to mm -hmm. you know that type of thing and then it comes in the now, I needed to tell you that to answer your question, which I forgot what it was. <laughs> right. Question. No, I, I basically, you know, the um, when you explained it, that a ship was waiting for the okay. outgoing soul. Yes. So it was is that a yes. ship in a physical sense? And it was a so physical ship. Okay. It was a physical ship. Okay. So within that planetary oversoul, You've got, as I mentioned, you have everything that breaks down to where you have the individual oversoul. And I wish, you know, let's uh, let's see. I'm going to see if I can show you this. I don't know if it will. Uh, no. Okay, just imagine, just imagine a circle. Forget all the other stuff. Imagine a circle that's got a lot of different little dots in it. Right. Well, those different little dots can represent aspects of that individual oversoul and that individual oversoul can be having dimensional aspects that are having experiences in other universes other galaxies etc and so it's really easy to then say oh well yeah 
we can be on multiple planets all at the same time having different experiences. So when I, this aspect of me, and let me go back and qualify that, before I incarnated, I was part of a collective. And this collective was way out in the Andromedan galaxy. And I, I don't know what we were doing, but we were working and we felt or heard or received this call or vibration from Gaia for assistance. And we came and like many, many other collectives, we enshrouded the earth. We kind of moved to and through it. And we were working on the crystalline grid system of mm -hmm. the earth. But within that you also have to realize there's just dimension upon dimension and layer upon layer and um, parallel universe upon parallel universe. So when something happens here, it resonates a frequency to here and the adjustment has to be made here to keep it kind of consistent right. here because we're having these multiple experiences. So the aspect that was in this body first was an Arcturian aspect, period. And when I came in from the collective, this aspect, I was actually an aspect of a future self in a different dimension, even from different oversoul doing different work, mm -hmm. but came into this, came into the body. And so when this aspect left, because it was Arcturian, it actually went back to the ship. Now, Mary Rodwell we, has interviewed tons and tons of children and she has fascinating books and has conducted many, many interviews um, with children who will talk about, oh, I came from this planet and I'm here for X, Y, and Z. Right. Or they will all of a sudden have a wake up uh, like Marina Serena I've interviewed and um, yeah, Marina has a phenomenal story where she was 15 years and she's only 21 now, but she was 15 years old and she had this spiritual awakening and bam, all of this information started flooding this 15 year old mind and she remembered where she came from. Mary's also interviewed tons and tons of other children who say one of them, and this was the most fascinating thing that I'd ever heard, Dean, she told me that one of the kids said they were on a ship and when they needed to be human, they walked over and there was a human suit. They reached up and grabbed the human suit off of a peg, wow. stepped yeah. into it and zipped it up. And wow. so... As I started doing the research for my book and I started hearing all of these different stories, it really gave me pause to think about how all encompassing our souls really are. And are they their own entities? Are we our own race? And I'm not sure, but we could be. Uh, mm -hmm. I do know that we will inhabit different forms you know, and it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like the movie Alien a little bit where you have right. an entity that comes in and yep. comes into a body and kind of animates it. But the, the human form cannot um, operate as such without that soul because that soul spirit energy gives that animation to the human form. But I've also heard stories where people talk about actually creating souls or in the case of um, people who have been in the secret space program, they talk about how their souls have been split by different techniques. And so I really 
I mean, I'm really starting to do a lot of investigating about the soul because I've been given just enough information that's kind of wet my whistle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I really want to learn as much about that as I can. And so, um, I mean, who knows? Maybe we are our own being or entity. I didn't see that as such, but it, I mean, I've learned anything as possible. I mean, look at me. If somebody would have told me 25 years ago that I would be a walk-in, I would have laughed them out of the room because I came from a very limited mindset, mm-hmm. had no metaphysical knowledge, no, no, definitely did not accept extraterrestrials or consider a galactic family as such. Yeah. But I mean, the reality of it is I've come to understand that, you know, we all have galactic family DNA within us as well as I really have come to believe that we're all hybrids because of how our genetics have been um, infused, so to speak, with extraterrestrial or galactic family genetics. Right. So the correct uh, the correct term then, you know, we hear about uh, we have a body and then we have a spirit and we have a soul. It probably should be where we're actually being souls in a body and not bodies with a soul. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I, I tell people that all the time because we are a soul that's everlasting, period. And when we go back, we'll go back into that oversoul, our Shantius Khan, and we will meld with all those other aspects that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. And then when we incarnate, you know, we'll come back down and we'll bring some of those aspects with us and some of those skills. But we have to have a form to animate. So, yes, we are a soul having a human experience, not a human with a soul. Yeah, and it just makes you think, it does, it is, it makes you think too, you know, um, uh, how limited our bodies really are, as amazing as they are and, and, and yeah. wonderfully uh, put together, um, we still have to feed it, you know, then you've got to deal with excretion and then, you, you know, then you've, you've got to deal with, with ageing and then eventually there's an expiry date where as a soul, yeah. as you say, as a soul is forever. Yeah, I tell people... Our bodies are our cars for this lifetime, so take care of them. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> you sure. Know, you have to put the proper gas, the proper oil, the maintenance, all those types of things, yeah. Well, so since our last interview, um, what kind of feedback have you been getting? And, and have people come, more people come forward and told their story about, uh, you know, about their walk-in experience? Okay, yeah, actually... Um, since we met last, um, as a result of the book, and as a result of all those people that I interviewed, because I interviewed 15 other walk-ins and eight other people in the field of consciousness and science, and we all wanted to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And so we produced in January a walk-in conference on the uh, Portal to Ascension platform. And I was inundated with calls and letters and emails from people who were like, oh my gosh, you guys are singing my song. 
finally, I feel like I belong. I want, you know, how do I find other walk-ins? How do I find other people who are having these experiences? And so from that, then I became the founder of what's called the Wish Alliance. And it mm-hmm. stands for Walk-ins, Indigos, Starseeds, and Hybrids. And people can check that out. It's wishalliance.org. Mm-hmm. And we have tons of information. Please check out all the drop-down menus. But Everyone gets together and every Thursday night we have uh, live speakers who come on and they share their stories or they provide information uh, within their field of expertise. And then once a month, we have what's called the family gathering. And that's where new people can come on and they can share their stories. And it's beautiful to just watch the chat line, how people are like, oh my gosh, I really resonated with that. I want to continue our conversation. Great. Here's my email. Perfect. How's Friday? You know, you can mm-hmm. watch all the dynamics how people and that was the intent of WISH. And also we have what's called ambassadors with the WISH Alliance. And these are individuals who are highly vetted that if someone is having a spiritual awakening or they say, gosh, you know, I'd like to have a hypnotherapy session or I would like to have a DNA activation or a crystalline grid activation or whatever, they can go and look at all the services that are being provided by individuals called ambassadors. And they don't have to worry that eh, maybe this person doesn't really know what they're talking about or how can I be sure this information is true for me. We have really highly qualified individuals that have become ambassadors. And we have various links and people, all they have to do is click on the person's name and it'll take them directly to their website and they can contact them uh, directly. And so there's been a flurry of activity with people now seeking community. What about people who can't identify as a walk-in indigo starseed or or hybrid? Uh, Are they also welcome to become part of this alliance? Absolutely. Because if someone is drawn, or as I say, if you're called to visit the Wish Alliance and you want to start attending these meetings, there is a reason. You know, because like attracts like, and we're creating synergy in a big way to send out a wave to call everyone to come in because we want to form a community. And the reality of it is, you know, we're all here for a reason. So, you know, what are we going to do about that? It's all well and good to be say, oh, yes, I'm a walk in or I'm a walk in. I'm an indigo. So what? What are you going to do with that? What does that mean? How are we going to change the planet? And that's what we're trying to do. And we have three different conferences a year now that we're putting together. I'm developing a um, YouTube platform. We've got the website up and running. We have a lot of things um, that's going on just to be able to kind of send that call out so people can come in and find family. Because it's really hard to be out there, kind of like on the water, drifting in your own little boat, looking for people who are having a similar experience. And we try to provide a wide variety and just a plethora of not just services, but even with the um, events and workshops and things that we offer so that everyone If they have a certain experience going on in their life, if it's not what I'm talking about, maybe it's what somebody else is talking about. Right, right. I'm sure there are people uh, watching, Sheila, who 
will be asking the question of a, of a walk-in, indigo, starseed or hybrid, are they the same thing? You know, <laughs> I've really come to believe that, number one, we're all hybrids. Number two, there's no, well, I'm not going to say nobody. There are very few people that are from this planet. Most all of us are star seeds, whether we remember our galactic origins or not. And as far as the indigos are concerned, indigos are souls that have incarnated during a certain time period that all of us fit in. And so it's just a matter of determining the type of indigo, type one, type two, type three, emerald, mm -hmm. diamond, whatever. It's just a matter of identifying which one you are. So I think all of us are. I don't think any of us um, that are watching or listening, the likelihood of us being from this planet is very, very slim. And when I say that, there are souls that when they originally incarnated, instead of going to like an angelic realm or going to a different planet, they chose to incarnate when Gaia chose to place her consciousness in this planet. And they have been through every incarnation, every phase. They have been, they've experienced being the gaseous form. They've experienced being molecules, rocks, trees, water, you name it. And they have come through every density with Gaia, but they made a contract. So in a way, they're kind of like her soul family that is incarnated with her to support her on this journey. And those are the only individuals. And out of the hundreds and thousands of people that I've talked to, I've only met two people that claim to be an earth seed. Wow. So I think we're all star seeds. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, speaking with, with Mary Rodwell too, I mean, she's of the same belief. Um, and as you mentioned, she's talked, she's spoken to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of kids that have, uh, you know, that are star seeds and, and um, it just, it just blows your mind. There's a video on uh, on on the site on one of the sites uh, called the Volunteers that I, I saw for the first time when I was when I was uh, going through the information, and it's about two souls having a conversation, uh, and uh, in physical form they're showing them as as young girls and they're talking about the craziest thing they ever did and the answer was going to Earth and becoming human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a hard planet, you know, because not just the duality, but because of everything that's happening on the planet. And when I talk about duality, for me, duality is a reconciliation with the mind and the heart, okay? Because we see things one way, we experience them another, and we have to bring those into balance and operate from that place of soul. And so when I incarnated, it's more because I also came from that Christic energy. I'm more spiritually based, even though I did bring through a lot of those Arcturian traits, which are helping me to get the job done that I need to get here. And it's given me that oomph and that motivation and that, you know, that movement forward. But everyone who is incarnated has their own gifts and has their own talents. And one of the things that I really believe that the reason that I incarnated is because we have moved at, okay, on December 21st, 2012, people did not know what to expect because they said it was the end of the Mayan calendar. And the end of that Mayan calendar 
um, really is a galactic cycle that our planet takes, and it takes us 26,000 years to go all the way around the sun and to come back to a particular point. And when we complete that, this last cycle was known as the Palladian cycle or the Pleiadian cycle. Mm -hmm. yep. And so now we've moved more into what's called the golden age of the soul. And we've moved into the time of Aquarius. If you remember back in the seventies, there mm -hmm. was, I think the band was fifth dimension. Yep. They had the yeah, song, band, the age of band. Aquarius. That's yep. exactly what they're talking about now. And that golden age refers to our spirits actually waking up and realizing the power that we have as a soul, that we're not just a human, we are a soul in physical form. Now, my, my whole emphasis has been on the soul, but also because that soul is in this physical form, as our souls wake up, as we're able to hold more and bring in more light codes and higher vibrations, we enact light codes that are within our souls and that imprints on our physical form. So as our souls are waking up and rising to a higher vibrational frequency, we're also bringing our physical form up. And I believe that part of what we're doing right now is creating potentially a new hybridized form of being, because I know that eventually we will morph over into our light bodies. And we yeah. already have our light bodies right now. It's not something that we have to earn or something that we have to graduate. We have our soul and our soul encasement is that light body. But right now it's in this dense human form. But as we rise higher and higher in the physical vibration of our human form, the physical vibration gets less dense, dense, dense. And as I mentioned earlier with um, our incarnation and how we move through parallel realities and all these dimensions simultaneously, that's what's happening right now. And as we move and progress through, we're raising that vibrational frequency. So the reality of it is you and I could be operating in a totally different dimension right now. But then we get a phone call and it pulls us back down into third you know, dimensional mm -hmm. reality. And we have to kind of start working and holding that energy again. And so all of us, I think, are taking all of these various steps to where we need to be so that we do awaken. And when we have the mass consciousness on this planet, I think that as a group and collectively we begin to move over and that vibrational frequency and individuals are still holding that vibrational frequency but i'm talking about a mass population right. as a whole right and this is this is the uh, the raising of uh, the consciousness of humanity we keep hearing about yes. uh and preparing for um preparing for a paradigm shift yes and i think that's already happened and i i honestly think that it began you know last year with all of the unusual events uh with health crisis and those types of things because in a way um as devastating 
as it was with a lot of people, it also allowed other people to be at home, to drop into the essence of who they are, to start this walk of self-discovery, to reconnect with their families, to have more time for their spiritual work. So in a way, there were a lot of gifts that have come out of that. And I believe those gifts have helped to propel us forward as well. Yeah. Um, going back to that little video, it was only a seven minute video, the volunteers. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll put it on the site. But um, the, the other thing that fascinated me in that discussion between the two souls was that uh, the, the fact that they have to deal with time. And it's something that, um, that they've never had to deal with before. And they, they find it difficult. Yes. And remember, I was talking about how we have duality on this planet. So let me find something to you. Okay. So here's the edge of a, or here's a book. All right. Mm -hmm. And we're a soul here getting ready to incarnate. When we come into earth, we begin to operate within the rules of time. All right. And so if we incarnate here, that could be our past. When we incarnate here, that could be the future. When we incarnate here, that could be now. And the mm -hmm. reality of it is all of this is happening at one time. Past, present, and future is all one thing wow. because time is an illusion. So when people have past life memories, what they're actually doing is having a resonance with another soul aspect of them. And mm -hmm. they're remembering that because of a certain vibrational frequency that is allowing them to connect into that aspect. And so people can connect with your past selves as well as your future selves. And I love that little seven minute video. And I put it on, you know, part of the homepage for the wish, uh, wishalliance.org. Uh, so I put mm -hmm. it on the front of the homepage because to me, that encapsulates and talks about everything that I personally know to be true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic message in that video. Sheila, um, somebody, somebody going through that feeling of, 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 of not feeling like they were, or like not who they were, but I mean, is, is there a way that they can kind of find out for sure? Is, is there something that, uh, you know, like the Wish Alliance can help people to discover? Sure. There, are, there are lots of individuals that are listed on the Wish Alliance that they can contact that will help them to discover that. Or they can also get a hold of me at Sheila at SheilaSeppi.com, S-H-E-I-L-A-S-E-P-P-I.com. And I offer what, um, I have crystalline grid activations. And what I will actually do is connect with that energetic field or that etheric form of that person. And I can kind of read their blueprint. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I will get names of planets that they have been part of sometimes their mission comes forward i i used to not share people's missions but they come forward so many times so quickly that i finally you know i, I kind of got the clue my guys yeah. have to sort of take a hammer and chisel sometimes <laughs> hello give them the answer here you know <laughs> propel them on yeah. And so I have started sharing that when it comes forward with a person, but it's not just me. There's a lot of people that's listed on the Wish Alliance that can do that for individuals. And 
for me, it's just a matter of connecting in with that soul's resonance, kind of like I do the healing work when I connect in with somebody's um, physical being to find out kind of what's going on. And I just kind of read that blueprint and then the information will just start funneling through. Right. Um, and of course, you you offer a, a uh, is it a short course on on walk-ins? I do. I have a course that I have developed. If people want to know more about walk-ins, they can go to my SheilaSepi.com website and they can find out information about that. Or they can go to uh, SacredStories.com. And I am one of many people that are listed who are providing courses on mm -hmm. that site. And they have some phenomenal, phenomenal information there as well. So if people have not visited that site, I encourage them to do so. Okay. And last year, you released a book called Walk-Ins Cosmology yes. of the Soul. Are you planning an update on that book? You know, I was planning on putting all the soul information that has been coming to me or that I wanted to initially put in kind of like as an update, mm -hmm. but I think I'll create a secondary book because now um, I think I need to have a, a one on just the soul. And then I have so many other experiences that people have had, not just walk-ins, but discovering that they're a hybrid or discovering that they're a star seed or realizing that they're uh, carry angelic essences or realizing that they are maybe they're an Anunnaki and they have mm -hmm. come to have an experience or maybe they're a Lyran or a Mantis um, and they have very strong stories and I think those stories are just as important to get out because walk-ins for me that book just kind of opened up the door for me mm -hmm. to be able to walk through to meet all of these other people that have, I mean, equally as fascinating stories as I have, if not more so. I mean, it's just phenomenal what's happening to people on this planet. Yeah, yeah. But I sure. do have another one, sorry, that I am working okay. on, and it's called... Um, the conscious of science or the science of consciousness, the cycles of time. Right. Uh, and in this book, we just kind of talk about what is consciousness. What does, what does consciousness mean? How does that manifest and what's actually happening on this planet? Has it happened before? And if so, what are some of the examples? Right. Is, is that book uh, due for release soon? I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm starting to kind of bring everything together now, mm -hmm. but that that massaging that that yeah. takes as long as it does to yep. get all the other parts together. Understand, <laughs> Sheila. Thanks once again for joining us today. A fascinating discussion, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking with you again pretty soon. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always fun and and great to chat with you. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you. Sheila Seppi joining us today.